Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. And I'm a spam happy Tootsie. <laughs> and this week we're looking at Season 6, Episode 12, Our Parents, Ourselves, in which Roz and Frasier set up Martin and Roz's mom on a blind date to very mixed results. Steve, we know that the Attorney General or former Attorney General of Wisconsin is ready for dinner at 5pm. What time do you have your dinner? It varies. It, it does. I, <laughs> That's I mean, a less exciting answer. Put it this way, I'm not on Wisconsin time, so I don't have to be in bed by 8pm, although I actually am <laughs> quite often in bed by 8pm. Nothing um, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. that. That's the uh, that's the problem with getting up at sort of four or five o'clock in the morning every single morning. So I do like to go to bed quite early. Um, I normally have dinner about six, half six, really. What about you? Uh, I reckon any time between half six and quarter past seven is a, it's a pretty big window, but that's what's what we're playing with. Um, I think I'm at the age now that I can't have pizza too, you know, too soon before the, I go the to acid bed. reflux, <laughs> yeah, the cheese. Um, I'd be curious for listeners to to let us know um, their eating habits because I, I bet it varies wildly depending on where they are hailing from uh, in the world. So do let us know, uh, shall we? Took ourselves in to trivia corner. Yeah, let's see what they've got for us this week. Let's indeed, Stephen. Right. I have got my first question from our boy, MK. And he asks, what's the scenario that Larry uses to test Frazier about football? So his question. I think, is it you've got 40 seconds left? Or is it you're on the 40? No, you've got six seconds left and you're on the 40-yard line, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got... Basically all of the elements, but you've kind of got two out of three. You're down by six on your own 40, 40-yard 40 yeah. line, and there's three seconds left. Ugh, I didn't three get this. Seconds. Yeah, so there's a lot of numbers th- and complex things there. <laughs> but that's a pretty, pretty bloody good go, because I don't think I've got any of those numbers. Uh, regarding the pageant, which countries can we be sure are being represented? Love this. This is a good question. Miss Germany. Yes, Miss Brazil. Yes. If Miss Venezuela's skirt was any shorter, you could see Caracas. You could indeed. And I believe, is it Miss Finland is going to end world hunger? Something There's like that. One more, the aptly named. Oh. Ow. That was my hand. No, no, I can't tell you that one. Miss Singapore. Oh, that's she's a poor singer. Um, excellent, excellent stuff. Just a little bit of a kind of geog- geography humor there. Uh, Miss Germany plays Lady of Spain, but we don't hear that there is a Miss Spain. Uh, Corey Apparently, points out. Yeah, it's, it's Lady of Spain on the, is it on the French horn? She's oh, sucking up yes. or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> Incredibly cosmopolitan. <laughs> um, what four things were people of Martin and Joanna's generation mostly worried about? Oh, God. I can't remember the first three, but the last one is the H-bomb. Well, I mean, that's a big threat. <laughs> that's the thing that keeps me awake at night. Um, I can't, it's... I can't... Did, I, did I have a, have a guess, or are you tapping out? I think, I think, did she say they're not worried about cholesterol? Yes. I couldn't tell you what they were worried about, though. It's putting food on the table. Oh, Keep... hold on. Car's shiny. That's yeah. one of them, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, go on, give me the other one, though. <laughs> keeping the yard clean. <laughs> keeping it free of leaves. Are you are you good at keeping the yard clean, Steve? Uh, no, I don't have any trees, but everyone else's damn leaves blow into my garden. So uh... Those are damn leaves. Get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> Scary Hippopotamus asks, what drink order did Niles ask of Bonnie? I believe it's a vodka martini dry. 
Very dry indeed. Very, Very dry. dry. Uh, Niall Crane asks, what is unique about the actors playing callers who call into Fraser's show in the first scene? I'm sorry to say that I know the answer is Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue are married in real life. Very good. Very good indeed. They are both actually both married to each other in real life. Good, good stuff. Uh, and trivia, new trivia master. He's a goth now. It's our boy Alistair. <laughs> uh, he says, although Roz didn't specifically agree, what year would Fraser's proposed marriage pact in the final scene come into effect if they were both still single? Well, they said 40 years from now, so I would presume 1999. That's 2039, is it? Bingo! Absolutely ding, ding, bingo. Ding. Very, very good indeed. That's that's seriously good. That's seriously good. Um, lay your trivia on me to misquote Abba. I have three questions. They're not all very challenging. You might, yeah, you'll probably get a few of these right. Uh, what three things does Joanna say she lived on when she's talking to Marty at McGinty's? Whiskey sours. Yeah. Cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and something cheeseburgers, but I don't I know what. Think- I just had cheeseburgers. I'm pretty sure she just said and cheeseburgers. Oh, uh, maybe uh, she says and in a weird way that I thought she was qualifying it in some in some way. So I'd say that's three out of three. Um, Thank you, Steve. I got Fraser gets a call from a celebrity couple, Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas, who are married in real life. However, what are the names they call themselves in the show? <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, I'm not looking at the answers. I can remember she's Joanna, but. No, no, no that, she's not. Jo- that's, Joanna that's is Joanna Doyle, yeah. So what are the two names? Was it in the question I just asked you? Because I've already forgotten. No, he said what he said, what's uh, the connection between the two? Oh. So I've gi- I've I've re-given you the connection, but what names do they say they are when they call in? Oh Lord. Um Jenny. No. <laughs> <laughs> you hate name ones, so because it just could be anything. There's no no rhyme or reason to what the names could be. I'm going to say he's called. Oh. You may have actually just asked me the question that Corey gave you to start with and said the man's name. <laughs> I think I did. You're going to have to tell me. It's Larry and Sophie. Oh, bloody hell. That was in the, that was in the question <laughs> I just read you out. Christ. Um, I didn't have a third one. I will <gasps> make. I will quickly make one up. For don't you. you dare! Don't you dare! There's, there's all good. There's all good time for more trivia, Stephen. T- tell you what, one quick one. Yeah, and that is, what is the football play that Nile uh, that Roz has to mime for Fraser to guess? A hail Mary. Correct. <laughs> yeah, baby. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, of course, to all of our trivia uh, people who are kind of just amazing each week. And thank you to Corey and uh, Hammy for organizing that. Before we get into the reviews, Steve, <laughs> you've got some pretty exciting news about our recent total listeners uh, or total downloads. Take it um, we recently hit half a million downloads. <laughs> um which is massive. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of other podcasts out there that have gone way over that. And they're, um, no, I actually they're really... think this is the most downloads ever for a podcast. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Thank you very much, <laughs> listeners. Um, to, to, to sort of celebrate, I'm going to do this a couple of times, but the first one's going to be uh, now. We're going to give something away. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's going to be a special, it's going to be like Bulldog um, in the episode where he's got his special box of tricks and no yes. one knows what's inside that. And Will will put his hand in there, get bitten by a gecko to reveal a winner at some point. But somewhere in this episode, we're going to suddenly just choose a word where we're talking and you're going to have to remember that word, listeners. And in the next two episodes, we're going to do it again. And eventually you're going to have three words to send to us uh, via direct message on Facebook or on Instagram. And um, then when we've got those three words from everyone or from anyone who wants to enter, we will get in contact with a winner and a special prize will be sent out. A special prize. Uh, will, for, for, will... that, for, the, for the winner, that means the <laughs> night has only just begun. <laughs> I will put that into correct wording somewhere on the socials on Facebook and Instagram because me and Will have kind of just made up the rules about five seconds before coming on air. No, so. we haven't, Steve. This is, this is a professional <laughs> setup here. 
<laughs> don't reveal all our secrets um but yes it's exciting stuff so whenever and, and and it really could just be me or steve that just suddenly goes right listeners there's our first word it is blank and and then we will just bow to each other that's the word so it really is kind of who's going to get there first um <laughs> my, my money's on steve um and we'll see we will see uh shall we took ourselves into not trivia corner the review let's indeed let's get indeed in. pull the duvet up to your chin steve let's get going animation please i missed it i hate to say <gasps> it. it's, it's done it again to me again oh, just, okay in which case just... you're gonna have to guess let okay. me tell you it's completely unrelated that's not a clue but there you go in that case and you're still smiling so it can't be the balloons it's I'm gonna say I'm gonna just say uh, the lights come on in the skyline. A classic, uh, a really good guess. Went back to the corner. It's the helicopter. It's oh, I the love chopper. The helicopter. It's chopper, Dave. You missed a good one, Steve. Everyone's talking about it on the socials. Everyone's talking <laughs> about it it's on everyone's lips. Uh, Sophie's on the line. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I very much probably will be, because uh, you've got the the name of of the the actress here. Is she the woman that plays Rachel Green's mom on Friends? Do you know what? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to IMDB that straight away. It's her name is Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. And... Let me because she sounds exactly uh yeah. Oh yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um I can tell from looking at her that she's had uh, a lot of work done. Um <laughs> but that I'm adamant that is that is her in Friends. She's um, in. Fr- she plays Sandra Green, 1996, 2002. Bing, bing, bing. That is a bit of trivia. Go. I actually didn't know, and yeah. I'm a big Friends fan as well. So when yeah, she great. was speaking, I was like, "That's definitely Rachel's mom." Um, which, yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe I, I kind of shock people sometimes, considering this is my show. You know, Frasier's the, the the thing I love more than anything on earth. But just like you, having watched so much Friends. You know, I potentially know more about Friends than I do Frasier in a weird way. Um, Friends is pretty internalized at this point. Yeah, I'd probably say I've probably watched Friends about as much as I've watched Frasier, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, I think I'm probably still actually Fra- uh, Friends wins in terms of I watched it so much as a kid. Frasier, I was a little bit later to. Um I'm amazed you could mime a virgin. Uh, an amazing line <laughs> when Roz is helping him out. It is a great scene, isn't it? The way she grabs the phones and he just looks and goes, I'd line up my receivers and so I'd I'd throw a pass. A long pass. A long pass. <laughs> really, really excellent. I mean, Ross does a great job here. Um, they're setting a blind date up now. They start to concoct this plan because Ross's mom's in town. She just needs a little bit of time to herself. How are they going to get out of the house? Well, Martin's a little lonely as well, so let's whack them together. This is where we first learn that the Attorney General of Wisconsin is ready for dinner at 5pm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's too early. Um, might risk the ire of some listeners. But... Do you know what? I mean, I think it might be in Seinfeld, actually, when Jerry goes to see his parents in Florida, and they constantly mention the fact that his parents eat at like four o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon. And she goes, well, we've got to get the early sitting. You know, it's uh, some sort of deal on they get the early sitting special. Um, but they they constantly make jokes about sort of their generation eating really, really early. I don't know why. Just mm. I presume they get up earlier, maybe. So their days switched forward a few hours. But yeah, I mean, Fraser's like, oh, my God, who eats dinner at 5 p.m.? He, he almost seems like he wants to eat dinner at like 11 p.m. Like that's I think it's, the way he's it's, shocked. I feel like it's trendy, isn't it, in, in kind of the metropolitan urban elite to eat dinner as late as humanly possible. You know, there are people in London dining out at like half nine, ten o'clock, and that's like it's yeah. trendier to eat later. Where that became a thing, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm quite happy sort of six six to half six, maybe sort of I don't know, maybe that's just the way I was brought up and that's where my dad used to go home at work at that time and that's where dinner got put on the table as a child. So I'm sort of used to eating at that time. I just sort of carried it on really. But yeah, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I've had some random food times that you know, I've <laughs> I've gone out for a few beers and had a curry at sort of like eleven thirty or twelve o'clock at oh, night. I mean, is one of perfectly perfectly normal. <laughs> a British institution. Um <laughs> they're at McGinty's now and they're served with a fun. Onion, onion. The chef sent it over with his compliments. Can you finish the quote? 
I can't. <laughs> I wonder what his insults are like, um, which is incredible. I mean, is it one of those kind of onions where they've kind of shredded it a little bit and then deep fried it so you kind of pull the crispy battered bits off? That, that's kind of what it looked like to me, but I've never had a funny onion. I don't believe we really have them in the UK. It, it so. just sounds too much like a growth on a foot, um, you know, a funion. I will that, quickly like get. <laughs> I will quickly bring up actually, um, just while we're in McGinty's and we first meet Roz's mother. Uh, she's mm. played by Eva Marie Saint. Do you know what she was in? Like a big fame. Well, she was in a lot of famous films, but do you know one of her biggest films? Or what I consider her biggest film, maybe. <laughs> is it? Is it a well-known film? It's a Hitchcock film. Oh, The Birds. She's in North by Northwest. Ah. Which also brings cool. me to say, do you realise on the 4th of July, she's having a very big birthday this year? How old do you think she's going to be? I'm going to go with 100. She is 100 years old on the 4th of July, 2024. The 4th of July, man. I know. So what, is... a da- what a day she's going to have. But yeah, can you believe that? She's um, going to be 100. <laughs> referencing the 4th of July for some bizarre reason always makes me think of this stupid Family Guy sketch and I'm not someone who watches Family Guy anymore I used to watch it when I was a teenager don't think I'd ever kind of go back to it but phenomenal gag where um, it's they're kind of they're reading the news and Oliver Stone has announced he's doing born on the 4th of July 2 born on the 5th of July um, he claims it'll be even more july than the original <laughs> Dangerously insane human being. Um, I, I use the phrase a dangerously insane human being all the time. Um, just claims it'll be even more july Um Who's your friend? Bonnie drops the ball here. She reveals she doesn't know who Niles is. So we are to suspect Martin doesn't do much talking about him. Is that right? Well, I, th- I like the fact that she says... Uh... He says, this is my other son. She says, oh, nice to meet you, Eddie. Amazing. I'd be so pissed off if I was Niles. Niles just seems very out of place in McGinty's generally anyway, but he seems out of place in this entire episode. Just everything seems very anti-Niles. Um, even the guys from uh, the Shangri-La who walk in, don't they? He just seems very sort of ashamed that he's made friends with them, but yet he seems happy that they know him. Do you know what I mean? He's, I don't know. It's he nice just... to be liked, isn't it? It's nice to have a nickname. I've never had well, one. I mean, how did it, how did his start? Was it, it started as Niles, Niles, then Nile, then Nile Coyote, then just the Coyote. Oh, do you know what I mean? It's... Refined even further. <laughs> um, it's just so, it's nice to have a nickname. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I've always wanted one, never had one, and have tried for years to implement my own in a, kind of self-deprecating way. It's not serious, but I kind of pretend that I'm the only person really that uses the nickname. I'm not going to reveal it on air. I might at some point, but for now, I'm just going to titillate listeners. And Have, uh, have we ever discussed mine? That not, uh, it's mostly work-based now. A few people still call me. You but... have definitely said it on an episode, remind me. Moo. <laughs> as in Mutum. Yeah, as in the cow name, Moo. Uh, a cow would go Moo. Because of your surname. Yeah, because when I played ice hockey, no one wanted to shout that. So they just called me Stevie Moo, and then it just became Moo. <laughs> Why would no one want to shout Mutum? It's not a hard word to pronounce. Are they just a bit weird? It- well, it's like, why would someone shout Smith when you can shout Smithy? You know, that, why lengthen a surname? So they just shortened it instead. It's, it's odd, isn't it? That's how nicknames come about, I suppose. Ah, there we go. Stevie <laughs> Stevie Moo, the milkshake king of Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah, the Shangri-La boys arrive. Uh, they look like a great blast. I'd love to get a few cold snacks with these guys. Uh, Jimbo, check you later. Um, Jimbo, the, <laughs> the ringleader there. Uh, Frazier's laying on thick now, you know. Would you just look at the two of them, Roz? You know, I can't believe you ate all that food. Like, I don't know, for some reason, let's just invent that Martin and and and, and what's her name again? Joanna. Uh, Joanna, have, yeah. Have massive appetites for some for some reason. I don't I don't I well, don't know. Old people eat a lot, don't they? Because that's what their generation did. They always ate a lot. I'm like yeah, is is that yeah, I don't think so... my nan and grand I don't eat much. It's pretty much just yeah. salmon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're so upper class, Will. They just eat salmon. salmon oh, no, they're, they're not upper class. Most of the time, they eat what they call bacon, peas, and potatoes, and they literally have bacon, peas, 
and potatoes. It's like a ration <laughs> meal. Um, I feel like they should be inside an Anderson shelter as they eat it. Do uh, they often say to you, but that's what our generation do. We eat bacon, yeah. peas and potatoes. I think they actually have at some point. Um, has, has, Key, has Key ever had that? Because that sounds like a Key meal. I mean, if it doesn't come in a can, he's he's, <laughs> he's not eating it. Um, so if you if can't crack it open on a public bus and eat it with, with, a, with the spoon attachment of his trusty Swiss army knife. He's uh, he's not eating it, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, cigarettes, whiskey, and cheeseburgers sounds like an album. Um, but that's what they. Niall says he had a profiterole the other night and was worried about going to sleep because he thought he'd have a heart attack. Who eats a single profiterole? <laughs> You'd think. I Don't mean, they come in I a think... delicious pile? Yeah, when I think of Niles, I think of big souffle. But I mean, <laughs> just, just just one profiterole. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure you could have a heart attack off one. I mean, mm. I I would presume that Americans are the same as Europeans with profiteroles. Like you say, they come in a bunch. Do you know what I mean? You get not like a bunch of grapes, not hundreds of them, but a, a an amount that you like, even like I don't know five, maybe seven, probably Unless... fewer. Fewer if it's really good quality and it's that kind of restaurant, but I imagine Niles would have more than one. Yeah, and, <laughs> unless in America they kind of make them the size of a, a honeydew melon. I don't know, uh, <laughs> not the size <laughs> of a golf ball like we have here. <laughs> but I do love a profiterole, not something I've had for a while. I always associate them with a kid because um, every I don't know every few months my mom and dad would buy like the little pyramid you get from m s with the little plastic and like that was the height of decadence to me i saw that baby in the fridge when i opened the door when i got home from school and i thought we're living in large you know tonight you know we're living it up i used to think about that if my mom and dad got a vionetta so we could have that on on a saturday night after watching gladiators which i'd love to say is back Um, it was was so nostalgic watching that this weekend Um, but yeah, a Vianetta. I mean, now nowadays, if you get one of those, they're tiny. They're just oh, I'm sounding, I'm sounding like Martin's generation. Shrinkflation. In uh, in my day, they were much larger. You got in more for your day, money. Vianetta's <laughs> the size of a double decker bus. Um, I like a mint Vianetta. They're oh, good. Classic mint, mint choc chip. Oh yeah, say no more, Stephen. Um, <laughs> a retired detective and an attorney general, but. Just leave it to the master. Fraser thinks he's fooled them with that delivery of uh, just leave it to the master. But yeah, it, I mean, they make it very obvious, don't they? Um, I wonder I how it... different the episode would have played if they didn't twig. Would it have been better? I don't know. What you mean if Martin didn't make that comment and they just... Yeah, because it doesn't have much bearing on the episode. The fact that they know they're being set up. Um, it's actually then, not important at all. I, I guess, I mean, if if say you and Charles weren't together and someone did that to you two and then they went, so we're going now and they left you alone. You'd probably have the same sort of inkling of, hold on a second, we've never really met and we've been left Mm. alone. This is a setup. You'd have to be pretty dumb to not realise what they're doing. I think so. I think you would. Um, So, yeah, it's, 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 well, they're they're very clever, so they they work it out quite easily. Um, What what pageant are they watching? Is it like Miss, Miss World? I presume it was, well, it's Daphne watching, isn't it? I presume the other two get home and Daphne's already watching the Miss... What, well, like Frasier you say, seems very into it. He's like, come on, Ros, will you sit down and watch the pageant with us? Well, that's because he wants to see uh, Miss Venezuela's Caracas, apparently. Which <laughs> probably is. It probably he's just watching it because he's a horn dog. Um, I found the comment about Miss Brazil quite insulting, really. Um, what was the line? Daphne said, look at Miss Brazil. Look at the size of those trunks. She's got her own mini rainforest down there. I presume that's thighs. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. And not from Daphne, maybe. I don't know. It's just... Some serious <laughs> body shaming there from, from Daphne Moon. Um, and yeah, I, d- I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that is that is quite shocking. <laughs> um, they're eating popcorn with the pageant. Lovely, lovely peas here. Popcorn with the pageant. Are you a, are you a popcorn man, Steve? I think we discussed this with uh, Niles having his Tabasco, didn't we? Um, we did. And I, I am still... That's not even a, that uh, long ago. 
No, I'm still a Toffee Popcorn fan, definitely. Well, I really do recycle <laughs> material on this podcast, though, and I'm going to be well, taking it, that to pasture pretty soon, like Agadez. It comes from the sh- from the show, though, doesn't it? If they're going to use it, we're going to talk about it. That's yeah. the problem. So forgive us, listeners, please. Um, Mar- uh, Fraser's delivery now. Of, well, forgive me for not curtsying before the Dairy Queen, or like <laughs> I hope Martin curtsies before the Dairy Queen. Um, Dairy Queen is a kind of... it's a fast food outlet isn't it but is it just for ice cream um in, in america would, do we know i would presume you... so oh no it's not they do burgers as well um it's a fast food chain that i think just does the the whole shebang hot and does fried it, food does it come from wisconsin by any chance uh, it, it was for... no first opened in illinois and headquartered in, in minnesota oh uh, i'd have thought you know what was I thought with uh, Wisconsin, I thought it would have been, you know, the whole cow milk connection there. But mm, Gotta be honest uh, to our American listeners, really poor branding. The logo's nothing to write home about. Uh, <laughs> I, If I drove past one of those on, you know, on, in American town, I'd think it was a hardware store. Um, so if the, if the CEO is listening, please get in touch. We'll help you with your new please branding. Please get in touch because it, it looks like you you sell peanuts. Um, it doesn't look like you're a fast food restaurant. Must admit, when I was going to make up a question for you, I really should have said, do you know what the metric tons of eggs that Wisconsin produces? <laughs> no? Well, I do. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> um, Martin comes in for the date now. I think we're expecting uh maybe for it to have gone well because they seem like they were getting on at McGinty's obviously the big bait and switch of this episode is it was a disaster I think his reaction's very unexpected I feel like they seem like a good fit kind of like opposites attract there's but they were down to earth with one another I don't know if I love the fact that it doesn't work out I mean I can't imagine just because she's the attorney general of Wisconsin why is she talking about how many metric tons of eggs Wisconsin produces each year? She just what? loves the dairy state. Wisconsin is quite a farm state as well, isn't it? I think there's it quite is, a few, yeah. Very quite a few joke, jokes about that in different shows. Um, the cheese belt. <laughs> women of the cheese belt. <laughs> um, it, it did remind me of the, uh, you, you'll know this now, I'm actually now talking about friends earlier. The one, is it? Is it actually, is she called Joanna as well? Rachel's boss that Chandler dates. Yes, 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 and 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 Chandler goes back in and says something about it being awful if she wasn't such a great dud. Do you know what I mean? And that kind of the way he says she's an absolute snooze. Yeah, it kind of just reminded me of that. The way Chandler's so dismissive, she gets that gloop in the corner of her eye and oh. all that. And he, he just can't stand it. But I just like the way he goes. Yeah, is it just a big dull dud? I think Chandler calls her, and and yeah, like I say, Martin. I think oh, he's like a Joanna big dull dud. Yeah, I, can I think hear, Martin I can hear calls her a big that. snooze or big something snooze. like that. So. That's a really good coincidence, actually. The fact that both Joannas and both end with similar kind of, yeah, bait and switches. Um, Martin's delivery of, if you ever do set me up on a blind date again, I'll kill you in your sleep. Good night. Um, just <laughs> amazing. I think it's just, it's so cutting. And it's it's kind of weirdly graphic for the show, um, which gets a laugh out of me every time. I love that. Um, and, and weirdly, an insult that I use more than I should. Um, to, to to the people in my life, but there we are. Um, Niles' delivery in Novosa now, and I'm sure you're going to have a coffee count update for us. I do, I do. Looks like both of us have difficult conversations ahead of us. Um, Thad's back on steamer duty, and he's just cocking up the milk to coffee ratio, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> which is disastrous. I've heard from he's coffee. getting it. He's getting it bang wrong. Um, what do what do you order? And you don't like coffee, do you? I don't go back on this. We've, we've, we've done this. We've done this. We're, Listen, we're this, is a fresh, this is a fresh new episode. We, please do, do, not, do not adjust your sets. <laughs> this is not the best of Crane. <laughs> uh, for the record, I'm a latte man. I will have a cappuccino. Okay, no, let's I move on. I still don't care how my tea comes as long as it's in a mug. Honestly, um, I want to hit you for saying that. <laughs> I want to hit you, Steve. Right, so the coffee count was 208. It is now 212 uh niles has two one of which is a cappuccino frazier has one and Roz has a double espresso to go which i think she's had a couple of times before and we are literally going over old ground here um i do like the conversation as it develops when she says about um martin and uh, joanna meeting up on sunday which of course first of all he says i think saturday well that's poker night 
Mm. And then what about, or, no, that's Friday night. And Saturday, oh, uh, Dad's taking Duke to Tacoma for the all-day uh, Tacoma Fest. Tacoma Fest. And then is there something Sunday? Nothing that I can think of. <laughs> Which then she says about the matinee, and he says, obviously, it uh, must be Super Bowl Sunday, um, which I was disappointed because it used to be quite at the end of January, didn't it, the Super Bowl, as far as I was aware. It's always like the last weekend of January. I think it's now into February. And I mm. thought, this is going to come out on Sunday. This could be Super Bowl Sunday. We could be actually right on. No, it's the 11th of February, 2024. Oh, damn. So um, it won't be out on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm very sorry. That's a shame. I mean, Moskowitz coming out on Christmas Eve was yeah, was kismet. We, we, we were never going to make two in a row. But I yeah. must say, I have to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I have to watch the Super Bowl. I was going to ask you: Are you a? Do you watch? Do you? I mean, I can't remember. You're, you're so into your American sport. But are you into American football? And do you watch the Super Bowl? I did used to watch a lot of NFL. I don't follow it so much anymore. However, this year uh, in Fraser Fan Club, a few of us, um, Jess Sterling, John Beale, our own Trivia Master Hammy, in fact, our own Trivia Master Corey and myself and a couple of others, including Bla uh, Brandon Flint and I can't remember the two. I think it might be someone called Matt and someone called Hunter. Anyway, uh, actually did NFL fantasy football and it was disastrous for me. Um, I think I came ninth out of 12, mm. which isn't too bad, as it's I don't actually bad. follow the sport. I, uh, I managed mm. to pick a few decent players. Um, as for following it, I followed the Buffalo Bills this year, purely because um, a, oh, actually a young lady called Sarah was part of it as well. Sarah and Jess both said to me, well, there's no Canadian team. You know, I follow the Maple Leafs in hockey. I follow the Blue Jays in baseball. There's no Canadian NFL team. Who am I going to follow? Well, uh, the Blue Jays uh, farm team is in Buffalo. So this, why don't you follow the Buffalo Bills? That's your nearest connection uh, geographically. So I went with that. And they're actually doing okay. I think they're, uh, well, I'm hoping they're actually going to make it to the final, but we'll see. Mm, excellent stuff. Can't remember if I've ever said this on the podcast. I'm now going to have a complex about every episode. <laughs> but I, the last time I watched the Super Bowl was probably about 10 years ago. Um, and I went to a friend's house and we'd been out to the pub uh, beforehand and there'd been this lovely cheese and cracker spread put out for free in the pub, uh, including this kind of Mexican cheese that you can get that's got like loads of spice in it. Mm. Um, and I absolutely overloaded on the uh, the spicy cheese. Um, cue a couple of hours later, um, I was just lying prone on his living room floor clutching my stomach um kind of in absolute debilitating agony from the cheese um and basically just had to go in and sit in the bathroom for about an hour and i missed most of the game um it was no, i know you, the seahawks <laughs> i know i know, I know the, what were you gonna say well, you didn't if you only missed an hour you didn't miss most of the game you missed about a quarter and some light entertainment for about 45 minutes that's in between. true that's true <laughs> I know Marshawn Lynch was playing, and I know that it was for the Seahawks, and the Seahawks mm. were playing. It might have been the year the Seahawks won. Um, I will have to Google when that is later. I'm uh, I'm now actually struggling to think of who Hamish supports and who he follows. He, he's an Edmonton Oilers fan, but I can't remember at all which NFL team he follows, and he's going to kill me. Hamish, Hamish, when you listen to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you just called him completely. Hamish, he's going to kill you. Well, even more. It's because I'm so used to calling him Hammy and Hamish I at know, the same time. Just, he's now called Hamish. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily done. Um, until I got out of high school, I didn't know there was another way to feel in a locker room, which is, of course, <laughs> nervous and, and, and sick. Uh, really quite sad um, that Fraser says this, because, of course, he isn't athletically gifted. Um, Although looks like he'd have been a formidable, you know, college football player, which makes all the more, all the less sense. Yeah, I mean, he's quite he's got a great build. Yeah, I'd say he's top heavy. He's got some big thighs. You know, Kelsey is very strong. Looks yeah, very strong. He, he knows his way around a squash court. He certainly does. He, he certainly does. does. Um, and he's got, you know, the shoulder, the broad shoulders of Marine. So um, there you go. I think he could have done a real number. Uh, if you were like down by six and there's three seconds left, I think he's the guy you're looking for. <laughs> uh, Frazier's wearing a roll neck in this episode. I've made a note of it and I'm wearing one right now as we record this. Uh, we'll might, we might get a photograph to go alongside <laughs> the, the post. Frazier is actually, in fact, also wearing jeans in this episode, isn't he? He bloody well is. 
Mm. I can't remember the last time I wore blue jeans. I think it must be a few months ago, and I missed them. <laughs> I you love... missed them like it's been so long. <laughs> I love blue jeans. I'm like Michael Scott when he puts his blue jeans on and he just kind of turns into some he turns into a different man. Um that, do you have a actually... favorite pair of jeans, Dave? I have a pair of Levi's, which are now very, very, I'd say very, very light blue because they've been washed so many times. I've probably yeah. had them about eight or nine years and they uh, they probably do need replacing that. <laughs> yeah, well, they're meant to, they, I mean, back in the day, they were kind of built for decades, but now a good pair of Levi's lasts me three to five years. That's not that long, but I suppose compared to most trousers, it is. Um, so Compared to most jeans, that probably is. Levi's would still be the brand I'd go back to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep like me going. That. Keep me going for longer. Um, I, I will only touch upon it a little bit. Um, obviously, I, I bring up Frasier wearing jeans. Anyone who has seen the uh, recent episodes, the reboot, the 2023 Frasier, you'll notice that Frasier wearing jeans is a, uh, I don't know, maybe a pivotal point in certain episodes um, and interactions with Freddy. Will you have that to come when you eventually actually watch the rest of Frasier? <laughs> I know. I don't even know when that's going to be. I'm scared, listeners. I'm real scared. I, I want to know, are the people listening who haven't yet watched the new show and flatly refuse um, because I'm willing to entertain you <laughs> calling me to the dark side. I'm not really. I will watch it. But I'd like to know, are there people listening who just won't watch the continuation because the 11 seasons are their baby, it's this perfectly contained world, and they don't want to kind of bleed around the edges. Um, I'd be I'd be curious to know. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if she actually listens. I know that Kim Bradley of Fraser Fan Club is a non-watcher. She will not a watch A cheeky non-conformist. One. However, her husband, mm. Charles Bradley, has watched the new one as far as I'm aware. So that's a household no divide. Man, he's a fun-loving Baptist, no, bisexual, <laughs> he's a right-wing Baptist preacher. <laughs> um, all I'll say is if, if Kim, if you're listening, actually get in touch. I'd be interested to hear what Kim has to say about how that's gone down in the household. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do I do think I probably am going to watch it at some point, but I I was how literally I was chatting to a colleague at work today who she actually knows about this podcast and has listened to it. Um, she loves Frasier and watches it all the time on her on her time off. Um, and we were chatting about it, and she said she'd watched a few of the episodes of the new series, and and it wasn't for her. And I just said, I'm you know I'm just I've got so much trepidation, and I know there's some good write ups and people that I respect and love in the community have enjoyed it, so there's no reason why I wouldn't, but. I don't know. Is it stubbornness? Is it fear? I don't know. Um, but when I eventually cross that threshold, I'm going to need you to hold my hand as I do it, Steve. Um, <laughs> I really am. Um, Bonnie is here. Lovely, tiny, tiny Bonnie. Um, she <laughs> looks like she could fit in Fraser's pocket. Um, she's made deviled ham. Before I say any, before I go any further, Steve, do you know what deviled ham is? I don't. It. it... I presume it's the ham version of deviled eggs, which I also don't know what they are. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I, you know what? You raise a good question because I don't I, know what I've deviled heard eggs it. are. I've heard how um, it's a very popular American thing, especially for things like Super Bowl. I presume Thanksgiving, maybe it's a, is it a food around then as well? Or yeah, I think a... so. Deviled eggs look like something I would eat. Deviled ham looks like something that I produce after I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, it looks effing rank. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's because Bonnie hasn't put the macaroni laces on it yet. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I mean, in the shape of a football, in the shape of Puget Sound, in the shape of the Mona freaking Lisa... I've got to hear from the crazy people out there that eat this stuff. Um, I mean, you know, oh yeah, classic gag, Brits don't have good food, but this, I don't know what this is. You know, when we get our ham, it's saintly and it's virtuous and it doesn't look anything like these devil spawn hams that you're making over here. Unless, of course, you buy a pack of Billy Bear ham, which is weird. That is Hams, weird. Ham shaped like a teddy bear is odd. It is. I don't need my ham to look at me as I as I eat it. Um, that's just a step too far. Um, yeah, they've got a classic uh, kind of confused identity plot line now in that Martin thought he'd find a new girl for Niles, as Fraser does, Roz. <laughs> we are building, I'm not going to skip ahead, but we're building to what I would maybe say is, I say this so often, it is absolutely in the pantheon of my favourite Fraser lines. 
Um, it's it's an absolute all timer for me, and it's it's because Bonnie is there that this line exists. But we'll get there. Um, Niall says, "Oh, how lovely! Something formerly ham," <laughs> which is exactly how I felt looking up uh, deviled deviled ham. Um, have you ever watched the Thin Blue Line? The Rowan long, Apple? long time ago. Yes. So weirdly, I mean, I love that show, and really weirdly, I was talking about that today to the same colleague that listens to Frasier and watches Frasier. There's a brilliant, brilliant bit where Rowan Atkinson's character, Raymond Fowler, he's in bed and his wife, who is a terrible cook, has like made him breakfast in bed and she's got every element wrong. So instead of making him instant coffee, it's instant gravy. Um, <laughs> and then she's put like salt, she's put sugar on his scrambled eggs and and salt on his on his porridge. And then he eats some toast. He goes, oh, well, in the mornings, I can't really get anything down. Uh, and he can't really force anything down other than a nice bit of toast. And he takes a bite and he goes, or oh, something which at some point has certainly been toast. <laughs> and it's just, it kills me. And Niles' delivery here is just exactly the same. Um, so I wonder, have we got any Thin Blue Line listeners out there? Because that's one of my favourite British sitcoms. And it was only on for like 12 episodes. Um, it's amazing. As a lot of the great ones were. Yeah. Yeah. Faulty Towers was only 12 episodes, wasn't it? It was. It was. Um, where are we? There's onions in the ham loaf. Ever had ham loaf, Steve? I haven't had ham loaf either. <laughs> no. Would you want it with or sans onions, do you think? I'm not sure. Is it as good as devil ham sans? <laughs> I mean, you take a couple of slices of your onion and ham loaf. You put the deviled ham inside. You've got a pretty devilish sandwich. I'm just ham loaf. I presume that's just meatloaf, but using ham. I mean, it's just. I'm. I'm going to be honest. I'm still a bit dubious as to what meatloaf is, and I've looked at pictures <laughs> of it hundreds of times. Um, Wasn't just think... that guy who'd lie to you, and that's the truth. <laughs> 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 that's but, yeah. all I know meatloaf for, really. <laughs> Well, absolutely. Um, that spam happy tootsie, the delivery of that is just honestly. I am gonna say is this week's word. Listeners, spam happy tootsie. Note spam it down. Wait right for the down. next two and then send all three in. But spam happy tootsie is the first one. I love that. And you've you've got it, got it. I knew you'd be first as well. I knew you'd get there, so I'm really happy that you did. Was that a blue moon glass I just saw you drinking from? It's not. It's a Tolsbury sailing glass. Damn, I thought it was the Blue Moon logo. Because I'm that cool. Not that I'm a member, but when we went to the beer festival in the village, I got this glass. A pint glass that says Tolsbury Sailing Club Beer Festival. I love that. I bloody love that. Um, We now have one of my favourite Fraser lines ever. We have my runaway favourite line of this episode and probably the season. It's that high. It's the delivery of Fraser saying, don't you get fresh when Niles' girl there, Dad? <laughs> I won't if he won't. Honestly, don't you get fresh when Niles' girl? It's just, it's the delivery of fresh. And it's, a delivery, it's the in, the implication of Niles' girl being this kind of tiny woman who's like 25 years older than him. Um, it's just amazing. Um, and it kills me every time. And I quote this with friends all the time as well. Um, really, really brilliant. Um, Martin and Joe, not Joanna, Martin and Bonnie come a cropper now, don't they? Um, it's, it's cringy as hell, isn't it? It's, it's so absolutely cringy. awful. You want to scream at the television because this is so easily done. And I, I live in fear of this happening to me because I always check my phone and I check that my my kind of laptop isn't connected to any kind of conference call stuff. <laughs> I'm always worried I'm going to get heard like, you know, singing Robbie Williams and he changing lyrics to kind of phallic symbols or something. Elle, uh, Elle's quite good at uh, when she hangs up a mobile phone. She's had a really like, I don't know, an awkward client on the phone or her mother, for example. She, <laughs> a- she actually hangs up the phone and then turns it off and goes, right, I can talk now. God, that woman drives me crazy. It's like she has to turn it off and know that she's definitely hung up. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you just at that point, you think, I can't let them hear this, but I really need to let off steam. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's almost like opening the front door, making sure no one's out the front to, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna say something. I want no one to know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her, her mother, my mother-in-law does uh, make your blood boil. 
Oh. And she's not a listener. I don't really care, even if she is. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad. I'm I'll glad. be honest. I'll be honest. <laughs> she can eat all the onion loaf she wants. Um, <laughs> listeners, do let us know what's the closest shade you've had with a kind of butt dial or baby monitor esque um, scandal, because I think we've all probably been there. Um, I remember when I was in secondary school sending some kind of doe-eyed romantic text uh, to my then-girlfriend, but I sent it to my nan instead. Um, <laughs> and my nan replied instantly, saying, because um, I sent back a text saying, I'm so sorry, nan, that wasn't for you. And she put, um, it's absolutely fine, Will. Um, whoever you're with, she's a very lucky girl. Kiss, kiss. Oh, um, that, that's I, nice. My nan is still with me, uh, and she probably have no memory of that, and I've never, ever brought it up to her. But um, that was nice. That was nice of her. Um, what I put here, whoa, Roz. Oh, whoa, Roz, knock, will you? <laughs> Again, cringeworthy. So, um, what the hell's he doing? Are they in a state of undress? I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think he is getting fresh with Niles's woman. Um, Damn. I think Joanna handles it reasonably well, doesn't she? She's she actually reminds me a bit of Mrs. Moskowitz. She, she, Fraser says, Let me just go in, and she goes, No, 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 Fraser, stop. I'm going to listen. And she's very sort of, she's in his home. But mm. she, take, she takes very good charge of the situation. She goes, no, I want to hear what he's got to say. She was an attorney general. Well, yeah, she does show that power. But she she remains quite calm, which is nice. I think most people probably would have lost it. And she actually just goes, do you know what? I'm going to save face. I'm just going to slip out now. Um, Roz, you know, or Lammy, as we find out. Lammy. Um, let's get going. And I think that's, she's she's respectful of that. You know, she says, you know, he's made his decision this night hasn't gone as we planned. I'm just going to leave. And, you know, I, I, I think that's fair. But like I say, she just reminded me a little bit of uh, Helen Moskowitz in that in that moment. Mm, I can see that. I can see that a lot. Um, Frasier and Roz have their pact now. Um, I was going to say kill each other, um, which, is, which is really <laughs> sweet. Um, so really, really lovely. Uh, top 10, Mr. Mew. Mr. Moo. Stevie Moo. 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 Um, it's not in my top 10. Um I probably, I, I mean, I did actually look at IMDb's rating because I quite often do that, as we know, repeating myself now. Um, it's 7.4, 7.5, I think, on IMDb. And I that's thought, a... yeah, that, that's probably actually about right. I don't think it's higher than that. There's some really good lines. The story itself is fun, but it's just another mix them up dating one that doesn't go to plan. It's just yeah. for someone different other than Frasier. I don't think there's much they could have improved on, but it's not weak. It's not a filler episode for me. I, I, you know, I like it. Like I say, 7.5 probably is about right, but no, it's not in my top 10. Well said. Well said indeed, sir. Uh, it's not in my top 10 either, but I, I like it. I like it. This is definitely above middle of the road, I think, for this season for me, not least just because I think the Super Bowl party just gives way <laughs> to some incredible lines. Um, some really good stuff going on there. Uh, that leads me to actor pick. Who have you got on the cards? I actually want to go with David Hyde Pierce. I think Ooh. some of the moments, I mean, Niles, when he says, uh, w- w- you know, the conversation, he goes, I have to watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Um, things like that. But, oh, no, oh, could I go with Kelsey because the opens? No, I'm going to go with David Hyde Pierce. Definitely David Hyde Pierce for, for the Niles moments, I think. Oh, and the other one, they're your dates. We don't, it was, he says, we hate them. Oh, spat, my God, that's so you know, good. How have we not talked about that? I think his replies and the coyote thing. I, yeah, I just like it. it his whole attitude, Niles' attitude, and this is just great fun. And David really brings that out. I think so good. We hate them. Um, <laughs> I, I have gone. I feign surprise, but I've gone for Niles as well. Um, despite the fact that Fraser delivers my favourite line of possibly of the show, um, and I do think he's amazing. But Niles just really does sing in this episode um, because he's just like, why am I here? Why am I being set up with this spam loving Tootsie? Um, I'm happy Tootsie. It's <laughs> just, just amazing. Um, he really is quite incroyable. Uh, Kennedy Burling, our man on the ground, a notorious eater of ham loaves. Uh, what's the worst thing he's said over a baby monster? <laughs> <laughs> And God knows he's gone through many nannies uh, that have heard him say some terrible things. Steve, have you ever caught wind of any particular phrases? Or, or... They actually overheard him saying, where would I get a car battery and whipped cream from at this time of night? <laughs> 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 to which someone that we don't actually know the identity of yet replied, you got neighbours, don't you? 
<laughs> you got no one, don't you? Uh, <laughs> amazing. Uh, who's Craig in this anyway? It's all that remains to play the game where I give Steve a word from the episode. It could be any word that Steve rarely gets correct. <laughs> <laughs> any word. Um, and Steve's just going to tell me who said it. It makes no sense. It's pointless. We love it. Um, your word this week, Steve matchmaker i think it's going to be martin or frazier at mcginty's either martin says they think we don't know they're playing matchmaker or frazier's going to say it's not my first time playing matchmaker who are you saying which character frazier it is Frasier, but he says it right at the end when he says to Ross, you know, I've been sitting here trying to figure out why I was so eager to play matchmaker for dad. Ross, oh, you're not alone. I mean, I was excited once. I thought it was going well. So there we go. It's when they're at the door. Uh, but Steve, you just you just said you don't get them right. And you just smashed it <laughs> off the off the back of the net. Well, well, I got the person right, but and the word—I knew the word already. But you know, um, you don't need actual... to. You don't need to get the moment he says it. That's that's just outrageous from me. That'd be outrageous. Oh, well, it, well, in that case, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Have a pat on the back. Um, <laughs> excellent stuff. Shall we jump over to listener mail? Let's see what listeners have to say. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay, listener mail this week. Uh, lots of you have been in touch on the usual channels. That's Instagram at FraserPod. And the We're Listening at Fraser Podcast Facebook page. Um, Edwina Hayes, suffice to say, it stunk. Not the episode, <laughs> I hasten to add. Some really funny bits in this one. Niles saying something formerly ham springs to mind. And Fraser saying, well, I hope he remembers to curtsy before the Dairy Queen. Another top 10 one for me, but a great episode nonetheless. Uh, Shantae.l she's, She actually once said to me in a, in a message Sorry to interrupt this Myself already She actually said once that I said that correctly And I don't know if I've actually pronounced it correctly ever since But there we go um, <laughs> She's put Love the one-liners in this app, Especially from DHP And from the dead is dead We have Where is that suggestion box? <laughs> <laughs> where is it? Because he goes off towards the uh, the table by the bookcase But he like, vanishes he writes something down in a notepad at one point and throws it at him and then runs out, doesn't he, at the, uh, at the Excellent. end. <laughs> um, I've got a few that I'll read out here because they're short. Uh, Rachel Warren, long-time Rachel, um, long-time listener Rachel. I'm sure she's been <laughs> Rachel her whole life. Um, we love Rachel. She says, I totally skipped this episode during my rewatch. I just can't take it when Fraser and Ross are mad at one another. Uh, Jojo Denko, that's a great name, says, do you know how many metric tons of eggs Wisconsin produces annually? Well, I do. Uh, and Hayden Stock says, the Super Bowl and a date. Hot diggity. <laughs> um, back over our Instagram, we have Big B Man 3000. Some real highlights in this one. Love the ham loaf and the farce at Fraser between Bonnie and I presume they've said Joanna, but it hasn't let them finish that sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Young App 1922 has put makes me want a bacon cheeseburger and think about the H-bomb. So therefore you were probably correct. It was bacon cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Uh, new listener, I believe, Hannah Pinko says, new member of the Caught Up Club, found the podcast at the end of November and powered through it during my holiday break. I love hearing other people's perspectives on my favourite show. Hannah, that is commendable, and I'm giving you a silent round of the pl- round of applause, as is Steve, <laughs> um, for a phenomenal, phenomenal effort there. Uh, our parents ourselves really confused me the first time I watched it. I know I thought the fact that Martin and Joanna knew they were being set up would be a much bigger plot point. Now, this is interesting because I kind of mm. said this. Uh, when Martin and Joanna had very different opinions on how the date went, I thought it might be a ploy they were both in on to play a prank on Fraser and Ross for setting them up in the first place. I thought that the yeah. first time I saw this, Hannah. This is amazing. You're not reading my mind. Um, after the episode ended and that kind of hijinks didn't happen, it just felt like Martin was uncharacteristically mean about the whole thing. Hannah, you've literally summed up all of my thoughts in a really <laughs> lovely, neat paragraph. So you are very welcome to the Court Up Club. Uh, jumping back over, we have, is it Will Will Diam? Will mm. Diam? 2004 says who will be your date for the super bowl i don't know if they're asking you will because it won't be me uh is, is charles and you yourself watching the super bowl uh, well charles gonna be whipping up uh, a ham loaf um she doesn't eat onions so it will be without onions 
Um, and I will be serving very dry martinis. You'll be very welcome to come around, Steve. <laughs> um, so I won't be watching the Super Bowl after. No, I jest. Um, I because I because I hate it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. Um, but no, much, not, much not, like not... <laughs> But it's your date. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Not a not an NFL fan, I'm afraid. So no, won't be watching. But do enjoy. Uh, we also have Orla Roisin, or Roisin, which says mm. quite awkward, which I would 100% agree on. Um, oh, yeah. It's not as awkward as, oh, what is the uh, heroes? Uh, the episodes oh, room, room full of heroes. Yeah, straight out of my head there. Um, I think that's actually the most awkward scene I've ever watched in a sitcom. However, yes, I would agree that this is very, very awkward. <laughs> yeah, Room Full of Heroes is done very well indeed. Uh, our boy Corey Brin, he's got his fun bits. This is always a highlight. Uh, Roz complains her mother is smelling her milk. I wonder if this is a complex callback to when Roz found out she was pregnant and lamented about not having fresh milk in her fridge. Maybe this was an attempt to show the subconscious genesis of that fear. If Joanna did this kind of thing when Roz was a child, that's the kind of insights we get from a man with Corey's intellect. Will, can you say it just one more time? <laughs> Which which bit? No, no. Your my my favorite phrase that you've ever said on this podcast. Kids need milk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Scare me to death. And I was like, no, we've got off air. Uh, I think this is the first time we learned McGinty serves food to the point you could go there for a sit down mm. dinner. Just never seemed like that kind of place before. Sherry was a bartender there, so I never associate that with food service. I could be wrong about this. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they're serving filet mignon. This is a bit like when uh, Bob turns up in The Friend, isn't it? And suddenly there's a tablecloth um, yeah, over at Nivosa. Sure suddenly these tables are set out with plates and cutlery when they never have been before. Uh, Corey's last bit, he says, minor reboot spoiler, but not really. So if you don't want to hear anything... Just skip 30 seconds, but I'm going to read it out because I don't mind. Uh, since Perry Gilpin's open to being in the Frasier reboot, does that mean there's a chance Frasier slash Roz can make good on the pact they make at the end of this episode? Hasn't been 40 years, but it has been a while. Well, I remember the tree was still up. The tree was still um, up. I have two left over on Instagram. We have Gareth, 1976-1976. That's not an echo. That's his name. Mm. Uh, always thought Roz was uncharacteristically snobby about Martin out with her mum, which I think she actually is. She sort of plays Martin down a bit in this episode, doesn't she? Um, and we have Jordan DeFritos, or DeFritos. Um, I don't know how anyone could find a docent at the Cheese Museum boring. <laughs> <laughs> very good indeed um anna hodges i like this episode but it's hard to get past martin's abhorrent behavior he's so disrespectful to Roz's mom even though it's behind her back i would never speak that way about a friend's mom and then he calls alice a goony looking thing if i were Roz, i probably wouldn't speak to martin again that part aside the coyote stuff at the bar was fantastic it's so true about nicknames they do evolve my dog has a bunch of nicknames that have evolved over the years his name is coach from, from there, it went to Roach, then Little Roadie, then just Roadie. It's stupid, I know. Best lines of the episode are, they are not our dates, we hate them. Uh, this gets <laughs> quoted, uh, quoted often in our house. Happy for Niles when he left to join Daphne at the movies. Um, excellent, excellent stuff. Um, I Yeah, so my brother's dog is called Daisy. Um, have you seen the film I Love You, Man? I have, several yeah. times. I love that film, um, though I've not watched it for probably about 10 years. Do you remember when... Um... <laughs> Is this going to be about Pistol Pete? <laughs> no, no, well, Jobin. Yeah, see you later, yeah. Jobin. Um, when... <laughs> J.K. Simmons, the dad, when he says his best friend is Hank Mardukas. Hank Mardukas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically my brother's my brother's dog, we both call her Hank Mardukas because Daisy, Daisy Duke. Hank Mardukas. Hank Mardukas. Um, to the point where my brother recently was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and his horse is named Hank Mardukas. Um, sure, um and we do literally it's... call it her every time I see her, like every so time. So I've, I have got five dogs, but and they've all got names. Obviously, they do have stupid names as well. As in, like we we call them nicknames. They they just they just I don't know why they just every dog we've ever had ends up with a abbreviated name and then it becomes something else. Mm. And Dar Darcy, my little girl, um, is normally called Darcy, and she's got a duck toy that she's had since she was eight weeks old, and she's that's the only toy she's never ripped to pieces. So she got called Darcy Duck. So, as in, the dog is now Darcy Duck. Then she gets called Ducky occasionally. 
quite often when I go out there, I go, come on, monkey. So now she gets called monkey. Well, I don't know why, because her name's nothing to do with monkey. And then because it's duck and monkey, she now gets called donkey occasionally nice. for no reason. I go, come on, dunks. Come on, donkey. Come on. And you're that. like, what? What? how has dunks become a word? Um, so, yeah, she she will literally now sit and answer to anything. Um, you could just say a two-syllable word and she'll pretty much think that's her name. Mm. Bless her. She's she's quite confused by nicknames now. <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, it's so true. They do evolve. <laughs> and Hank Marduk is brilliant, brilliant name. Uh, and he's there at the wedding at the end, which I love. Um <laughs> Uh, I think Stephanie Sunshine, I think this is a cute episode with many funny moments. I especially like when Frasier tells Nas and Martin to come out of the kitchen and their dates are waiting. They're not our dates. That's a really popular line. Um, I do agree. It is so embarrassing when Martin's conversation with Bonnie's heard on the baby monitor. But I think Joanna handled it grace gracefully. She bloody well does. Um, mm. I was laughing at this a minute ago. This is phenomenal. I was trying to keep it together. Laura Patricia says, to save you Googling it or being accused of not Googling it, <laughs> during the review where Niles says, I have to watch the Super Bowl, he would have been watching the Denver Broncos defeat the Atlanta Falcons, assuming this was the 1999 Super Bowl based on the date the show aired. Gloria Esteban performed at halftime. The Crane Boys probably found her lyrics, jejun. It <laughs> 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 just, just killed me. Brilliant. Thank you, Absolutely Laura. brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, and Ryan says, this episode is fine as far as it goes. I cringe when the baby monitor picks up Martin's discussion with Bonnie. Uh, thank you all so much for getting in touch. We love to hear your thoughts on each episode, so keep them coming in. Uh, any final messages, Steve, before we wrap up? Anything I forgot no, to say? Nothing from me to the... Oh, actually, other than... Quick trivia question to round out the day, just for you. What oh, film yeah. was Daphne going to the movies to see? <sighs> Was it Wuthering Heights? It was, correct. Now you can end the episode. (laughs) Other than that, I've been Will. And I've been a spam-happy Tootsie. Yes, you have indeed. And thank you very much for (laughs) listening to We're Listening with Extra Onions in the Loaf. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scraps.